Well, hey, you nerds in capes. That's not the beginning. And you guys who are sneaky. Rogues who are sneaky. That's whatever. Rogues. Yeah, Rogues. I did totally dork it. You totally that. dorked it. Totally no, dorked. no, don't you hit that button. Okay, I won't hit you, that. And here, you here, ready? Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Whether you're a guy in a cape. Or a rogue who's sneaky. Join. Chris. Jason. Roger. <laughs> <laughs> As not. we entertain the geeky. That was weird. That it was, was super was, weird. Hey, Chris. Weird. Roger. <laughs> Jason, how are you guys? Okay. I've been better. We're all right. We're all right. All right. So we're going to start this off. Chris and I, here, Chris and I tried to do an episode earlier where we reviewed a bunch of different snack cakes, and uh, true to fashion, our computer crashed. So Chris and I have already tried this, and I'm going to reserve what we said about it after you eat this. But this here is a limited edition Chips Ahoy. Oh, we're all going to do it. Yep. A limited edition Chips Ahoy Sour Patch Kid cookie. I'm just going to go ahead and on a limb here and say that's gross, and those two things should and not be put in the I same I want you to describe food. what you're seeing here first. I don't see any Sour Patch Kids, I can tell here, you that. trade me. There you go. It looks like <laughs> sadness. And I still don't really see any Sour Patch. <laughs> those... I see some color. I guess that's now smell to be. it. Smell it. It smells like Sour Patch. It smells like it smells Sour Patch Kids. You ready? Three, two. two. Oh, it broke. Three, two, one. It tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Much better than I expected. It tastes like Fruity Pebbles. A little bit. Yeah. There's no sour in the Sour Patch. There's... Oh, when, when you get one I of the... get any sour. When you get one of the pieces, there's a slight sour about it, but... It's like it's like when you... Not not when you first put a Sour Patch kid in, but like that 30-second mark where that sourness starts to go away, but it's just a little hint of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It tastes like Fruity Pebbles to me. So Very Fruity Pebbles. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the most accurate way that... I wouldn't dip well, it I used milk. to eat Fruity Pebbles. That's the only reason I know what they I do. Love well, fruity I think pebbles. we all used to eat Fruity Pebbles. I still eat thing. Fruity Pebbles. You ever I mix still it, eat Fruity Pebbles. You ever mix the Fruity Pebble and the Chocolate Pebbles? No, that's fucking common. I'm a man now. I can't eat cereal. They're just sugar with colors. Well, then what cereal are you I eating? can. Uh, we eat a lot of checks. We eat a lot of rice checks, corn checks. You do checks. the honey nut checks? No, I'm not really a big fan of the honey nut checks. Oh, I think those are fucking bomb. I like dude. honey nut Cheerios, though, and I'll eat those anyway. I love fucking uh, life, cinnamon life. I don't think I've ever had life cereal in my okay, life. Okay, so it Please, gets soggy. It gets soggy in 0. .4 seconds. So you, ha- you basically <laughs> have to inhale it. Okay. So hold on, let me pull it. Because because Jason lives a sad cereal life. Um, what's your? <laughs> I had all the awesome cereals when I was a kid. Well, yeah, but now, 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 and I can't eat those kind why, of things why? anymore. Why can't you eat those? Because they make me sluggish and. <laughs> <laughs> they, they sap me of energy. I just can't do that anymore. I have, I have an adult, and I have little energy to spare, so I have to conserve all of it and use it when it's necessary. It's sugar. It's supposed to give you energy, Jason. Yeah, well, the, the, it does do that. The problem is it goes away after 10 minutes, and then you're sluggish. <laughs> um, what is your feeling? Like, I'm a soggy cereal guy. Like, I actually oh, I li- mind, yeah. I like the soggy cereal. Like, I will purposely pull a bowl, pour a bowl, and wait like a minute, minute and a half yes. before I start to eat See, it. See, I probably wouldn't do that. I, I, I don't mind cereal being soggy, but I enjoy that little bit of time at the beginning when it's not. Yeah, I just, to me, I just. <laughs> also, the milk isn't ice cold. Like it's just a little bit, a little bit warmer than ice cold, so it just all goes. Oh, I love ice cold milk, though, man. That's my, See, that's my jam. When when I pour <laughs> when I pour a bowl of cereal, yeah, and you get that ice cold milk in there, those first few bites. That's bliss right there. Okay. Yeah. That's basically as close to perfect the, as something can the be. The crunchy, ice cold milk cereal uh, combo, mm. man. It's I love it. Yeah. The uh, roof uh, of your mouth mm. being cut open like, by like, fucking by Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. 
<laughs> and then, the, and then the film, true. the film that it coats your mouth in for the next three hours. My mouth, but it definitely, my mouth would be in pain. For oh, like for sure. Half hour but it's a good pain. Yeah. But the Captain Crunch was delicious. It hurts that, so good. Did you notice how like peanut butter crunch never did that to you? It's got to be that square little bastard. Yeah, it's the square. It's, it's that square it's, little it's the square. bastard. Yeah, it's you know definitely what I, the square. Okay, fuck it. You know what I found out the other day? Huh? Chicken McDonald's chicken nuggets have names to the shapes. They do. There's only four. Did you? Did There's that one that looks like a no. little boot. Remember the boot one? Yeah. It looked like a boot. Yeah, that has a name. You know what it's called? Is it called the boot? It's called the boot. That's amazing. And the, and the one that looks that. like... I just came... I just pulled that out of my ass. That trapezoid looking motherfucker, that's called a bow tie. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's four shapes and they all have distinct... So now, every time I look at a McNugget, I and think then of Pac-Man. Then there's Blinky, the, Pinky, and Clyde. Yeah, yeah. The circle. We call this one... The, the circle. circle. There is circular ones all the time. There are. Right? Yeah. Those ones that are, look like they're not all, they're not quite a nugget yet. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna give you guys the names real quick. Discuss amongst yourselves. Important things, guys. What before, are the names of your chicken nugget yeah. shapes? Yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> what are the names of your chicken, chicken nugget shapes? I mean, it's the simple things in life. They're not dinosaur shaped. Clearly, that would be way too fucking cool. Yeah, no, no. Burger King Here did we go. that for a while. They did. Burger well, they King do chicken release, fries. Well, the chicken too. fries were the best. So the the circle is called a ball. The oblong one that looks like a teardrop is called a bell. The trapezoid one is called bow tie, our bone, and the boot. It's just called the boot. Just the boot. Das boot, yeah. yeah. Das boot, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. That's the, that is your four names for your chicken nuggets. Interesting. There you go. Knowledge is power. The more you know. All right, all right. So go gonna, out into the world. Are we going to talk about nerdy stuff? Or yeah, yeah. Talk about McDonald's? Time out. Don't you think... Real quickly though, don't you think knowing the names of the fucking chicken nuggets is pretty nerdy? Yeah, that's dirty, but that's not nerdy in like our way of being nerdy. I'm an all in I'm a big tent nerd. Okay. Oh, okay. You got the whole. I got know. the whole nerd. I mean, thing when the here. show started, we were eating on the show almost every week. Um, that uh, is true. Yeah. I remember those early shows. You guys did eat like that was like a thing you did. Like it was so much fun. Like I did not fry this... and Twinkies and shit. Oh, I dude, that. Did I you was... ever have the deep fried Twinkie? Yeah, well, I've had deep fried Twinkies. Yeah, no, did you have the chocolate one. deep fried uh, Twinkie? Yeah, you can get them at. Uh... Not anymore. You can't. They're gone. No, no. There's there's still a mom and pop restaurant that does deep fried Twinkies. And they got the chocolate ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Not 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 a deep fried Twinkie with chocolate sauce on it. An actual no, no, chocolate... A chocolate Twinkie. Yeah, yeah. There's still huh. a place that does it. It's uh, Concord Grill. No Grill shit. Does, still does deep fried Looks Twinkies. like we're taking a trip. Sure. They have like 36 deep fried Twinkies. Yeah, they also have like 50 different types of burgers. This yeah. is the finest dining establishment it next is. to Lion's it's, Choice. It's, it's, it's right there in, in South County, and we eat there a lot. Yeah, yeah they get it at do. work a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do eat it a lot. We're doing a road trip. Yeah, Apparently. you should. And you should let me know, because I'm in. That yeah, house is amazing. So I actually just bought a recorder so that we can go and actually record that oh, that's as cool. we do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're going to order a crap ton of deep fried Twinkies. I will also say the peanut butter and jelly burger. Sounds gross. It's actually but really it's like the peanut, peanut butter and jelly, jelly dog. dog from Dogs and yeah. Fries. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, sounded sounded uh, gross, but it was really good. It and I remember the time I tried one. Right, I had I had tried so many. I, I think I had tried every hot dog on that menu because they were all very good. Mm -hmm. in their own they right. were. Um, and I said to the guy, he said, "Well, which one haven't you tried?" I said, "I think the only one I haven't tried is the peanut butter and jelly one, but I don't <laughs> want to try that." And he said, "I'll tell you what, let me make you a peanut butter and jelly hot dog to go with your cheese fries. If you don't like it." I'll replace it with whatever hot dog you want for no extra charge. And I was like, well, I can't really say no to that deal, right? No. I get the hot dog I want either way. And if I enjoy the peanut butter and jelly hot dog, well, then I now I know I like it. And that peanut butter and jelly hot dog was Fucking amazing. Bomb. The well, difference in what, what Concord does, though, is the jelly is like a raspberry jalapeno jelly. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'd like to really point out good. the smile on his face as we're talking about food. Right. Like, that, <laughs> I haven't eaten any dinner yet, guys. I'm hungry. That is, that is some straight up ETG shit, okay? That's the OG <laughs> ETG, if you will. That's, that's what you bring to the, the show, Jason. <laughs> All right, so, Jason, 
Yes. The fuck's up with DC? I'm sorry. What the fuck's up with AT and T? I was gonna say this is AT and T's decision for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Steve Geppi, uh, for those of you who don't know, is the owner and operator of Diamond Comic Distributions, uh, and they really they handle pretty much everything. I mean, if you want comic books, if you want trades, if you want toys, if you want statues, if you want pop figs, whatever you get in the nerd sphere that's not board gaming, and they even do some board games. They do. Yeah, they've monopolized everything. Go on, you can say uh, it. Well, no, but they haven't pushed out any other gaming distributors. If anything, most of the other gaming distributors are thriving still. Sure. Even during no, no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking about solely just on the book market. Well, yeah. I mean, but but in, yeah, the book market for sure. But the games they sell oftentimes are related to the books, yeah, right? Sure. Because IDW yeah. Publishing makes games. Yeah. yeah. And, and they sell them they through do. Diamond. Yeah. Yep. You know. Um, but so he's he's basically created a monopoly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no other way to say it. There used to be a time, even not so long ago in the comic industry, nineties. Yeah, not so long ago where there were multiple distributors. Um, but the reason Diamond exists and the reason it, it became so popular is because it's nice to only have to deal with one distributor. I mean, one of the things I've talked about with managers that work in the company that remember when there were multiple distributors is like, it's it was a joke. I mean, Marvel tried it a couple of times and they failed miserably almost every time at distributing comics <laughs> on their own. Um, so it was just, it's it's what Steve Geppi did was make it easier for retailers to only have to deal with one distribution system right um now do i think that's okay no i don't agree that that's okay i don't think monopolies are okay ironically i really like disney but that's because they have marvel (laughs) and star wars and i like those things quite a bit but we can (laughs) but we can we can agree they are a monopoly and they are trying to make themselves a larger monopoly yeah they are they want to monopolize your entertainment um and more than that <laughs> but how so, you consume it as well but so diamond Ooh. closed down during the covid-19 shutdown uh we, we all did i mean well we didn't but a lot of places did mm-hmm. uh and they were and it's not like they wanted to they were forced to by their their county restrictions on you know what was deemed essential and what was deemed not essential um but while that was going on dc got impatient and they found a couple of online retailers and they said to us, until Diamond is reopened, we are going to start distributing comics through these online retailers. And if you want to get involved in this, here's what you can do. Uh, the problem we faced at the time is those are two of the biggest competitors to the brick and mortar retail comic industry. Yeah. And we, as a company, were not comfortable giving our private business information to one of our largest competitors. So the very re- the very He's reality not name drop it. You know, <laughs> it, uh, it does. Uh, first of all, I don't think I remember the names. Mile High, Mile High was one of them. No, Mile High was not one of them. They they were on they their whole internet tirade. No, no, no. Them. It was two very specific ones, and and I okay. I would remember Mile High. Because yeah, right? Mile That's High one was, I know. Mile High was one of them that was trying to strike the deal. That's yeah, but where, they didn't get it. It was right. two. It was two smaller online retailers that sell comics at a discount because they sell so many. Now I don't know if you guys out there listening are, are aware of this, but Profit margins in the comic industry are razor thin. There's not a lot of wiggle room at all. Uh, so if you're selling things below their suggested retail price, uh, you're, 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 you're kind of pushing out the retail stores that have to sell at the suggested retail price or they'll go bankrupt. Yeah. So the very reality is a lot of stores, most stores, were not comfortable with this idea. And I don't know if any stores in Missouri even took advantage of that. But, and, that, and the only reason is because Diamond had the comics. It was like, look, yeah, we could get them a couple of weeks early. 
Diamond's going to be back to shipping in three weeks, and we'll get those comics. So guess what? I don't need to take advantage of it right now. We just didn't. Now, DC has announced that they are dropping from Diamond Distribution, and they are going to use these people uh, as their permanent distribution companies for their comic books. Uh, and if you want to carry Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, you're forced to deal with your competitors to do that. And so some stores are boycotting this idea. Yeah. And are saying, Fuck we don't DC. carry DC. Yeah. We just won't carry DC then, I guess. Uh, and that's, and I think a lot of those people, it doesn't have to, it, it doesn't come down to support of Diamond because retailers don't like the idea that Diamond is a monopoly because they're inefficient. Right. It's... Oftentimes I get shorted things. I mean, you guys both worked in the comic oh, yeah, industry. No. It's not Shortages perfect. Shortages and damaged books. It's not a good system, uh, but it's the only system we've got. Uh, and. So a lot of retailers are just boycotting this idea because not only are they not comfortable giving their information to two of their major competitors, but they like only having to deal with one distributor. Mm -hmm. As much as they might hate Diamond and who they are, they like dealing with only one distributor. So yeah, Diamond's basically just, AT&T is basically just giving the middle finger to Diamond. Which normally we're okay yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, any other time. We're fine. I'd be like, stick it up their ass. But the issue I have here is you're using competitors to do so. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Like, you want to distribute for yourself, that's fine. You, right. you're a big open enough. Open your own distribution company. You're a big enough company. Okay. AT&T could open their own distribution oh, company. absolutely. And it would be done. <laughs> if, if AT&T and Disney did their own distributing of comics and that merchandise, Diamond would no longer be a thing. It's true. Like, like you take DC and Marvel out of the equation... Well, then guess what you would have? You would well, have companies like Image and Boom that would start doing it themselves as well. I don't know or they, they would could. go through Marvel I, or DC. Yeah, I think they I, could. I, they could, right? Because that's definitely been something that's happened, right? Smaller publishers have gone through uh, larger publishers to distribute mm -hmm. books. That's not, not a, yeah, that, that has precedent. That's, that's, not is, self, that's not self. That's not self. Right. Distribution. But I think even if DC and Marvel tomorrow, Disney and AT&T said, we're going to distribute comics all on our own, I think you'd still see Image, Dark Horse, Dynamite. Boom, stay with Diamond. Yes, because Diamond it's a model they become accustomed it's to. It's easier. Yeah, yeah. It's Diamond, a model but Diamond would be. <laughs> They're also smaller publishers, so they don't necessarily have the kind of money to invest in their own distribution model. Exactly. Right? Now, I don't know that for sure, but, but, that, but, honestly, but that rocks with. What they what they do? And honestly, if that was if that's what happened, if like tomorrow we wake up and AT and T's like, all right, our bad, we're going to distribute ourselves, and then Disney goes, you know what? It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Let's do that ourselves. And now Diamond, the fact that Disney hasn't blows my mind. Yeah, it doesn't really make about, any sense. Rock, well, yeah. you know, You're the biggest the... company on planet Earth. Well, I, I think what you you might see that change though, not soon, but they have put Kevin Feige in charge of all of Marvel's divisions now. Yeah. I don't know if, if the listeners or even if you guys knew that, but Marvel, Marvel, Disney has put Kevin Feige in charge of the Marvel brand. Television, comics, movies. Mm -hmm. He's in charge of it all. Now so we're you might universal see continuity. You might see a change in not only the line of Marvel Comics, but how they distribute comics. Maybe. Maybe Kevin Feige's got a better idea. I mean, he's done all right so far. He's... He made the winning model. He's very popular with the Disney CEOs. <laughs> yeah. You know? They oh, like him. They're right. like, you're the guy that signs all the checks, Kevin. <laughs> hey, you gave us 2% of the industry. We're good. Yeah, they like him. They're happy with him. So if he came to them and said, I think we should do this, they'd probably agree. And yeah. I think every, like, we'd be okay with this. What we're not okay with is forcing a company to support a rival company to get product. Yep. A company that can turn around and say, oh, guess you're what? You're cut off. Here's why we didn't send you. We only sent you 50 instead of the 150 you asked for. Our customers ordered more than we thought. Sorry about your life. Sure. And 
it just now you're not and not only that is you're not that's a very good point i didn't yeah. even think about that problem yeah. and now you're but, I got a lot of problems with this but that's one i didn't even think there of. you go it's like now i have another and now you're funneling money like you as you as a store are funding funneling money directly to your competitors, to your competitors. into your demise yeah, yeah. i mean because yeah, what's going to happen is trying to destroy the brick yeah, and mortar. I was going to say, what's going to happen with it? We just send them straight to your house. You don't even need to go to that brick and mortar yeah, store. Yeah, Marvel tried that, and that was a colossal Marvel, failure. Marvel did a lot. Though. That was like, a colossal failure. Subscription, comic subscriptions were always a thing, and they were always a good thing for people that lived in areas that didn't have comic stores. Oh sure, yeah. If you lived in a rural area like, that had no comic store, but you still wanted to read X Men, damn right, you, you, get them you, through the mail. You went to Walmart and you got that one issue, and you saw on the back, "Hey, here's twenty issues for twenty twenty two ninety five. Pay a yearly subscription, subscription fee, and we'll send." And yeah, this, 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 and this. Right, and yeah. that was great for the and people you that get didn't Sports Illustrated. <laughs> um, <laughs> only the swimsuit issue. Yeah. Right, only, that was the only one we cared about. I mean, That's like true. fourteen-year-old nerds, they don't care about Sports Illustrated. Right. No, you were jerking they cared off. about the swimsuit you, issue. You were. Well, I don't want to go in. I don't think we need to go into that detail. Oh, why? Every, every, every <laughs> look. The people listening to the show have done it. Maybe not the Sports Illustrated, but everyone that's listening has jerked off at one time. Look, I don't know. I think if you were. If you were a child in the 90s uh, that didn't yet have the age to buy porn, I think Victoria's Secrets and Sports Illustrated oh, swimsuit issues were your porn. Maximum Magazine as well. Mm. Maximum Magazine wasn't around when I was a kid. They no. weren't big. They weren't it was, big. It was, it was Victoria's was, Secret, a free catalog that they sent to your house Victoria's of Secret. women in their underwear. Right. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> it was Victoria's Secret, the JCPenney's catalog that came around Christmas time. Yeah, the JCPenney catalog didn't have sexy underwear. Right. Had functional no, underwear. No, it was. Look, you're you're 14 years old. It's not about sex. It's about there might be a butt cheek. I mean, that's, uh, uh, well, that's I probably mean, true. Look, look, the fact girl is, with a hole in her jeans give me a boner. Right. I mean, and that hasn't changed. We're 36 years old, and that still hasn't. Yeah, changed. that really hasn't no. changed. It's yeah. funny, right? Like, like, yeah. like we control it better. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, control. We can when control it happens, better, but yeah. we're like this. Oh yeah. I gotta really try to control it though. Yeah, 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 but still. Hole in the jeans. And I feel bad for them dudes that have to deal with erectile dysfunction, man. I really do. <laughs> like, like I the hole feel in the jeans, bad for them dudes. The hole in the jeans at the knee on a girl, you're like, oh, I'm in. Like, yeah, it's just a thing. I love you so much. What's your name? Like, you know, it's a thing. It's not right. No, it's not. It's sexist. It, <laughs> but it's a thing. And that's who... It's not... Look, hold on. Nah, we'll have that conversation later. Um, but what, DC, what AT&T is doing by making you support your competitors is just assholish. Yeah, it's 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 atrocious. That would be and, like, and the very reality is we're going to continue to sell well, DC comics. And the thing is this though, you're also seeing it like now you have Watsy undercutting like Watsy will always support the retailers, always support the retailers. Uh, you can buy magic directly from us now. Well, that's true. Not to mention Arena has I think that the, all the resources they put into Arena, not just during COVID, prior to COVID, which, you know, COVID provided an excellent opportunity for right. people to go play Arena. But even before that, the resources they were putting into Arena shows that they think it's going to be better in the future for their company to not have to spend the money to print cards mm -hmm. physically and just print digital uh, cards. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's, the thing is this. What it, do you think Arena's for? Yeah, you can buy packs on Arena. No, I know. Uh, Arena I know. was for real money. Arena was supposed to place <laughs> MTGO. Yeah. Like, that was, that was the original goal. And then the, and they're like, oh, wait, it's bigger than MTGO right now. And, yeah. oh, now there's a pandemic? Guess what? You can do F and M from the comfort of your own home on your yeah, tablet. Yeah, but they were putting more money into it before COVID. They were, they and were, it, and it showed that they don't have any respect for the retailers. No, and they don't. And the retailers oh, that are struggling to sell their time products. Out, time out. I'm really? not going to say Watsy. I'm not. I'm not going to blame Watsy. Watsy Hasbro. owns Magic. 
Hasbro owns Watsy. Well, okay, fair enough. Okay, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna I mean, if you, if you can completely you eliminate your overhead, yeah, on, on who I hate because I'm to, to find the fault, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you know because they keep giving. Let's be honest. The real problem here is they keep giving Michael Bay work. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, so DCU suck. That guy's ruining my childhood, man. I swear. <laughs> I fucking hate him so much. Yeah, me too. And I have—he's already ruined Transformers and Ninja Turtles. What's he gonna ruin next? Well, they're—they're like, hey, they're like, hey, what what would you think if we gave you the Power Rangers? And he's like, oh, dude, I could fuck that up too. It was already bad. Yeah, Michael Bay explosions, man. I hate that guy. Yeah, I do. I don't—I don't hate Michael Bay. I despise Michael Bay. Michael Bay has given us great films. I would disagree. The Rock. Bad Boys. I'm not saying. Look, there's there's appropriate times for for over the top action. There's yeah. no denying. And those that. movies are good. Bad yeah. Boys is an appropriate time for yes. over the top action. And that's a good Teenage movie. Mutant Ninja Turtles is not. No, and I'm not saying that. <laughs> the thing is this: Michael Bay has fucked Transformers. He fucked Turtles. He, Turtles. I would blame him for GI Joe. If I found out he had nothing to do with that. No, you can still blame him. I do. You should blame him. Actually. Like, like, yeah, you should because fuck him. Why not? But you have to admit, like before he before he started molesting our childhood. He gave us some good Steven movies. Steven Spielberg did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He gave us some good movies. Don't be hating on the Jurassic Park dude, bro. Buddy, Jurassic Park changed did it. my life. Remember when he fucked Indiana Jones? Time out. Do you know my rule? Huh. I have a rule. Here's Because the, the fact that you said Jurassic Park changed your life. I will not date a girl who was not born before Jurassic Park came out in theater. That's a good metric. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because that means like, like, like that was such a life-changing event for me that you and I are not compatible on a level. And it's not your fault. <laughs> you you didn't choose when to be born, but we will never be on that level because you don't know what it was like to live in a world pre Jurassic Park and post Jurassic. Park. I remember I remember well, going okay. to see Jurassic Park in theaters and being just fucking blown away by dinosaurs. I want to say too, you said something about Indiana Jones. You were gonna comment, and I know where you were going. You know exactly where I was. South Park Indiana Jones episode. I, well, I no. was because Indiana I was going Jones that Crystal Skull bullshit. It's a joke. And I blame that on George Lucas. Oh, I don't Steven, blame Steven Spielberg. It. I blame Steven Spielberg just as much nah. as George Lucas. I blame George Lucas because he was the one that said, you know what would be awesome, Steven? If we put some aliens in there. And do you know what Steven Spielberg said? Okay. That's because no one tells George Lucas No, wrong. bullshit. Steven Spielberg. The prequels prove that. No, Steven Spielberg is the only person in the movie industry that can tell George Lucas he's there wrong. There should have been he one person it. on that set of the prequels when they were filming that scene where Anakin looked like a rapist that went, are we sure we want Anakin to look like a rapist? Wait, that's your only issue with the prequels? No, 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 there's many issues. That is a glaring one, though, because it's fucked up. Yeah. She pre- literally tells him, you're making me uncomfortable when you look at me like that. And he goes, how and about I look at you like this And she walks away, he more. grins and keeps staring. And I was just like, are we trying to say he's a rapist? Because if that's what you're going for, you succeeded. But why are we saying that? She's just playing hard to get. To be fair. No, I don't think it was to hard be to get. Fair, I think it was uncomfortable. But he, she did fall in love with it him. It was being a sexual harasser, not a raper. That's true. That's There's, true. Uh, we're, we're, we're not no, going to no, say see, the two but are. See, but see, you want to you want to you want to talk about that? Well, then you can go to that scene <laughs> later in the movie where they're sitting in her villa, and he's literally forcing his love upon her. That's how love works. No, <laughs> that's not, how, that's love not works. how love works. If you can use the force, no, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> Did no, he no. use the force to make her fall in love with him? Probably. He's oh, Darth yeah. Vader. Suggestion. Maybe he's Darth Vader. You know. He wasn't Darth Vader when, when she fell in love with him. Yeah, you can kind of argue that the he was. The seeds of evil were always he'd already, there. He'd already, he'd already killed those Tusken Raiders. <laughs> the seeds were planted. <laughs> that, that's the scene right there. Okay. That's, that's when he turned. Look, look, when you watch that scene, right, Yoda, Yoda in The Phantom Menace says, 
you know, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, and suffering leads to the dark side, right? So if you watch the aftermath of that scene where he's he's talking to Padme about what he had just done. He was re- he was remorseful though. He goes through all those steps in one scene. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. the point. At uh-huh. first he's afraid for his mother's safety. That okay. fear, what happened to that fear? It turned into anger. What happened to that anger? It turned into hate. He literally says, I hate them. He and goes, then he made them I suffer. Don't know why, I don't know why we had to do that, right? We had had Yoda say that in the previous movie. And so George decided that he should speed him through the steps in one scene? Yes. Yeah. No, that's not, I don't think that's how it works. Apparently, you don't you understand George Lucas. for months before that anger manifests itself. George Lucas was like, hey. I could hey, be angry for years I'm gonna, before the hate I'm gonna manifests give, itself. I'm going to give myself a call back. <laughs> yeah. That's all it was. He's like, hey, remember what Yoda said? Uh, I'm going to do it in 30 seconds. Yep, he did, too. You can watch it. goes through all the steps. That man is a genius. (laughs) And if you you go by the fact that Yoda ends that by saying that leads to the dark side, well, he's a Sith right there. In that moment, that's when he becomes a Sith. Not later when he cuts off Mace Windu's arm. He was already a Sith by then. I mean, (laughs) I think Jason just made the prequels better. I mean, they... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he made. They're not good. So. No, I think he just made them better. And I'm gonna go back and rewatch them and be like, yeah, all right. I like these movies. I like these movies now. <laughs> Never mind that George Lucas took, totally fucked it took up. Took twenty and, fucking years, but these aren't so bad. These aren't so bad. No. If no. it takes twenty years for a film to grow on you, it's well, pretty I think, shitty. I think it's funny too because you know there was somebody on the set that wanted to say something, but he's George Lucas. You don't say something to George. Look, he knows what he's doing. He's a fucking genius. Yeah, but, I, but, but I will go back. Steven Spielberg is the only one in Hollywood that can tell George Lucas no. When they were making Indiana Jones 2, George Lucas wanted to make a haunted house movie, and Spielberg was like, nah, I just did Poltergeist. I'm out. We're going to do something else. Well, yeah, I mean, the first one was a Nazi movie, so. And the second one was not. Yeah, um, the second one was the, the, the one Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, yeah. Which yeah. is a prequel to Raiders. Is it? Yes. How's, the what, dates. What is your what is your the dates that show on the bottom? It's the the uh, Temple of Doom actually happens before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Interesting. Uh, when you if you bought the the when the Young Union Jones came out and they released the box set on VHS and they I released had it that. and they released it with the movies like if you I got the movies. I love Young Indiana Jones. The order went Young Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, Raiders, and then Last Crusade. That's the that's the. I viewing probably just order. assumed that was a mistake. When no, I was a that's kid. that's the viewing order. Next time you it's watch like, it, look, they put my movies in the box yeah, wrong. Next, the wrong order. Yeah. Next time you watch it, look at the date because Temple of Doom is thirty nine. Oh no, I believe you. I just yeah. I've never noticed it. Yeah, it's yeah. a prequel. Super interesting. I also really like the Last Crusade. I know that's not a popular. No, opinion. the Last Crusade is the best of those three movies uh, uh, because I like Sean Connery quite a bit. And the, and and the way Harrison Ford and Sean movie. Connery played off of each other, he's hilarious. And he wanted to be in that movie so bad. He was filming uh, when when they were filming uh, Last Crusade. Uh, yeah, the Last Crusade. Sean Connery was doing Hunt for Red October. He wanted to be in Indiana Jones so bad. He was working seven days a week. He'd go film Hunt for Red October, fly out, do three or four days there, fly back, and he like compressed the schedule. Like they did the whole shooting schedule to do all those scenes on like three weekends. Good for that's him. dedication. Man. Like that's how bad he wanted to be in Indiana that's Jones. Dedication to movies, right there. Why so didn't he show of, up in Crystal Skull? Because uh, he died. I know, died. but and I Sean, still, Con- Sean Connery. They could have done acting. a callback. Yeah, they also, did. They showed they, the picture. They showed his picture. But also, I don't think Sean Connery would have wanted to put his name on that drag. No, Sean, I don't think anybody wanted to put their name on that. Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf didn't yeah. want to put his no, name. No, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. He has said he had such a good time making that movie. I can't wait to do number five. He was hoping he got to be the next Indiana Jones. That was why he took the part. That's what Steven Spielberg was hoping for too. And everyone was like, "He's yeah, like, no. dude, you launched the Transformers franchise. We got this." 
Yeah, no. No, well, no, because Shia LaBeouf was Steven Spielberg's golden child. Like, Steven yeah. Spielberg for a while was like, you're such a talent. We're going to put you. I'm, yeah. a, I'm eagle eye. Man, he like, was wrong. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he was way wrong. That guy's a psychopath. You know what, though? He He's was, also maybe a cannibal. He was great. Because if you hear that song enough, maybe he just said, what? Let's give him something to talk about. Let me eat some people. He was great in Peanut Butter Falcon. He was great in Holes. Did you watch Peanut Butter Falcon? No. So it's a. Uh, it, he was also you, great in Even Stevens. Have you watched Remember Peanut Even Butter Stevens? Falcon? The, Peanut Butter Falcon's recent. Came out in the last year. Oh, no, I don't. I don't know. Okay. He so, we, 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 okay. I've look. given up on Shia LaBeouf. No, no, yeah. no. So he's he, lost his mind. He, he, he did this movie, and in the movie, he's some uh, like prick, low-level criminal. It that, sounds like uh, a good part for him. It is a great part for him. And he basically <laughs> takes on this mentally challenged guy, a guy with Down syndrome. Sure. And uh, they form this like really really beautiful friendship and and then they commit crime hold on no they don't the whole thing turns into getting this mentally challenged guy to get to wrestle with some pro wrestlers so it's rain man that's exactly what i was thinking a lot like it i was a gonna say like you're, what you're describing is rain, rain man. man you're no. just changing yeah. the end goal yeah yeah so so if that's what this movie is i'm out oh it's great it was <laughs> so like i'll just man. go watch rain man again and, and, <laughs> so and listen to how bad came so, out sucks so that's on. what rain man taught me so hold on Rayman taught me that Dustin Hoffman can play anything. You, <laughs> the, Tootsie didn't teach you that? I never saw Tootsie. Oh, Tootsie's yeah. good. Yeah, Tootsie's no, good. I don't doubt it. You should watch it. It's a good flick. And it's it's really heartwarming. And when you when you see Shia LaBeouf being kind of prickish and you're like, dude, remember all those times that you were doing those weird art exhibits and, you know, getting raped in public is what you claimed? <laughs> well, um, sure. But if you've seen Rain Man, Tom Cruise was a dick in Rain Man, too. Yeah. Sure. That's yeah. just the formula. They yeah. stole Rain Man's formula. He good on his brother because his brother got some money that Tom Cruise wanted. Right. He didn't even know he, he had a brother. He was a huge prick. He was like, oh, you can count cards? We're going to Vegas. Yeah. I'm going to make all the oh, money God. off you. He was a oh, huge wait prick. wait a minute. You... I'm going to get you laid by a prostitute because you've never been laid. Oh, you're going to hook me up with this girl that I actually love? Oh, thank you. You're not my brother. I love you. You burned me when I was a baby. That's why they sent you away. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Th this wasn't <laughs> like that. Spoiler alert before the spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't seen Rain Man by now. <laughs> what year did Rain Man come out? 19. Was it 80? Five? Okay. I, I like I, how we both said five yeah, at the same time. I think time. it's five, yeah. 85 or 87. I was thinking like 91. I was way God, off. You know what? No, it's uh, from the 80s for okay, sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, you can look at Tom Cruise and tell that. It was Dustin the good. Hoffman kind of looked the same until recently. It was the mm -hmm. good Tom Cruise is what you're saying. It was the good Tom Cruise. It was Cruise. good Tom Cruise. Yeah. Really, yeah, it was like honest, right at the... There was a time when I enjoyed mm -hmm. Tom Cruise. Well, it was, it was basically up until Interview with the Vampire. 88. Well, we were close. I actually liked Interview with the Vampire. I, no, no, no. I'm I saying it was up until that point he was great. And then right after that, what he started to slip. Uh, Mission Impossible 2 came out. Short, uh, I don't know how long after that don't it was. I'm not hating on Mission Impossible. I'm not hating on Mission Those Impossible 2. Those movies were good 2. until the three. fourth one. No, three I, was no, bad. Three was amazing. Seymour I didn't like three. three was, I didn't Dylan, like three. Three was better crazy. than two. Two was not a good movie. Two was bad. The only three reason I like two is because I like John Woo. Yeah, okay. John Woo. Okay. But, but, but the Dolphins, like, like the John Woo just did not, like John Woo I love. And his directing but, but, style, I love it, just didn't fit in that but universe. But Brian De Palma made the greatest Mission Impossible yeah, movie. Yeah, the first and one. If, fight me. If you say the first one is not the greatest Mission Impossible movie, I you're think every, wrong. I think everybody thinks the first one's the greatest Do Mission Impossible movie. Do you know why it's movie. the greatest, though? Go on. Because they don't use guns until the very end scene where mm. others are shooting at them because these are secret agents. They're not going to bust in guns blazing. That's not how secret agents except, work. Except it did It did hit the bad 80s thing, and it was a 90s movie of the, of the stupid catch lines, red meets green. 
Oh, the gum? The gum. Oh, the gum was amazing. Uh, but it was amazing. But, like, Tom gum. Cruise looked at the guy and was like, red meat screen. Like, he doesn't know. He doesn't, like, if, if you're a secret agent and you gave the guy the gum earlier in the movie, you know the second he pulls gum out of anywhere, you know you're going to get blowed up. The greatest, though, was Emilio Estevez telling him about the gum at the beginning of the movie. When he said, hasta lasagna, don't get any on you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mission Impossible is a. They're great. secret agents. No, but it was it was. I think it was one, a, the third one was good. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like, I think that movie. The man. Like like right around the, then's when he started falling off. No, because then he gets no. then he gets then he gets married. Hold on. That happens in the third one. Then he gets no no no. I mean in real life. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay, I'm talking I'm talking Tommy. Oh, you're talking Tommy. He gets married in real life. Okay, yeah, jumps will, on Oprah's couch. I will agree with you. Full blown Scientology Cruise is not why Mission Impossible Three is great. No. But it's still a good movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman okay. is why Fair enough. Fair that enough. movie is great because he plays a really maniacal villain. Okay. Yeah. I can, Mission I, Impossible 3 is good. And I didn't I look say forward, that. I said Tom Cruise Tom started Cruise to fall is off. Bad. Yeah, but I look forward to Top Gun Maverick. I bet you do. I do. I, I really don't. I do because I want to watch that movie know with the unibrow's back. That's all I, I want to know. I don't give a flying yeah. fuck about Top I Gun. I like Top Gun, but it was never a movie that... I needed to see more than once. It's the it's look Top Gun. I saw it once and that was it was enough. Top Gun fits two 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 top criteria. One, it's a great naval recruital re- recruiting film. <laughs> two, that's not even it a is, word. It is definitely a recruitment film. Yeah, and then two is it is the it is the second best chick flick disguised as a movie for men. Yeah, it's very much a love story. It, it, it is a rom- it it's is more a romance a love story movie. than it yep. is an action yeah. movie. Yeah. And and the first best chick flick that that's disguised as a man movie is for the love of the game. I love that you're calling them chick flicks disguised as man they movies. Are. Here's the thing. You see a trailer for Top Gun, you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go watch an action movie. Yep. That's what I'm watching. And you, you end up watching you a love story. did that and really pulled the wool over our eyes was Pearl Harbor, man. Oh, Pearl Harbor was so yeah, good. That, that movie didn't imply in any of the trailers that no. there was anything else going on but, but war. Right. And then you watch and you're like, hey. and, and they showed us all the war in that trailer. Yeah. Because the was, rest of the movie had nothing to do with war. It was all love, It was a bad baby. movie. It was all a bad love. movie. Who was that? Jerry Bruckheimer? Uh, I think Bruckheimer did it. Yeah. And it was uh, Affleck and yeah. yeah I like Josh Hartnett. Oh, no. The acting was great. I think Josh Hartnett is a great actor. No, I thought the movie. I, I actually enjoyed that movie. Yeah, the movie's bad. When they announced that Josh Hartnett was going to play the assassin in Sin City. I was like, perfect. Yes. I love when he it. Played, when he played the sheriff in 30 Days of Night, I was like, yes. That's a good perfect. movie. That's a really 30 good Days of Night is a good When he played the con man in Lucky Number Slevin, I was like, yes. Gotta have a body perfect. for a Kansas City shuffle. You look one way, they look the other. I love that. Lucky Number Slevin is up Kansas there in movies. Kansas City Shuffle. Um, it's the most, one of the most underrated movies. Oh, It is, an, it is a totally underrated movie. Totally underrated movie. Speaking, so I recently watched, uh, actually the other night, we watched UHF. Oh my God, the Weird Al movie. That movie, like. It's so fucking weird. It is. <laughs> every time I watch that movie, I laugh at different parts. Like, like, well, that's because it's so random. It, it Not is, to mention the fact that well, the first time I watched it, I was laughing so hard I missed half the jokes. The the oh, call me Mister Butterfingers. Oh my God. Like, if you nerds haven't seen, if you want to see, if you want to see eighties comedy gold. 80s comedy because that's what it is like honestly well, that's not saying much but 80s com- what 80s had great comedies ghostbusters uh i'm not saying i'm not saying 80s beverly hills cop i am saying that a lot of 80s movies had you know just full-blown rape in them like revenge of the nerds where he pretends he's the boyfriend of this girl and just proceeds yeah. to go into a room and rape her yeah there's no rape in, there's no rape in uhf but because <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous, it is. It is a fantastic movie. It's on. Uh, if you had to describe the Prime. plot of UHF, how would you describe <clears throat> it? Here's how I describe the plot to UHF: Weird Al Yankovic is a is a slacker, trying to figure out his lot in life, and is and is gifted the ability to run a TV station. 
Oh my god! <laughs> and while running, it's wacky. Man. It's a wacky. Yeah, movie. I've I've never watched it. And it, it has, oh, it has Michael Richards, Fran Drescher, um, pretty it, much all the big stars of that era. But they, but Michael Richards wasn't because this was pre Seinfeld. Yeah, it's pre Seinfeld. Um, no, Michael Richards didn't have a a, a big career before Seinfeld. Right. He definitely had a career. He was a he was but, a background character most yeah. of the time, but he was in movies. Yeah, but that, but that, he yeah. got work. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, it's on Amazon Prime. It's free if you got Amazon. Watch it. It is a great movie. It really is. It is. It is fantastic. Did my, uh... And it doesn't have any of those terrible '80s things, like you know, full on rape. Right. <laughs> They're like, or, what? This isn't normal. Or, or Porky's, where they cut a hole in the shower and they stuck their dicks in it. <laughs> Come on, I mean, I mean what, that that scene was pretty funny. Because, it was not funny because the the big Jason lady comes was on. so uncomfortable watching funny. that movie. I, I, Even I, I, in the eighties, it made me uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I laughed because it like, makes uh-oh. me really uncomfortable uh-oh. now. Here comes a lady. Uh, she got a hold of it. And we she have these rose-colored glasses on too, because <laughs> I'll hear people say, "Oh man, Revenge of the Nerds, that was a great movie," and I'll go, "Yeah, except for the rape." <laughs> There's, like, been, there's been good. Well, that's comedy that gold right there, Jason. That's not comedy gold. No, your your reaction is the comedy gold. Right <laughs> oh, there. okay. Because they're, right. they're like, oh man, that's so much fun, and you're like, fucking rape. <laughs> yeah. No context that they, Okay, they don't they don't know anything yet. Nope. And then you you fucking drop this bomb, and they're like, oh I'm sorry, fuck. But '80s movies are not as good as we remember them, guys. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. There's my my wife had never seen fucking. Uh, God damn it! Back to the Future. Yeah, that's a very wholesome movie in and of itself. It's though. a good anyway, flick. It's trying to except, be a wholesome except movie. Except the incest. <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a thing. True, that mom a thing. was creepy. His mom does try to rape him. Yeah. She does. The, 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 there was that whole incest thing. Going that on. whole, oh, Calvin. Yeah. yeah. What's your yeah. name, Calvin? It's written all over your underwear. Where are my I've pants? I've never seen purple over underpants there on before. My chest. Because <laughs> yeah. I was God. hoping to get in them. Yeah. No, yeah. she was creepy. Mom, mom was kind of. Also, how does how does George McFly? <laughs> let me let me just let me talk about this for I'm a second. We're gonna like, like let me talk is, about this, this for a second. This is why show prep doesn't work. How does George McFly, who was present when Marty was back in time helping him hook up with his mom, not see his son <laughs> Marty later in life and go wait the fuck a minute? Oh, Were dude. you fucking somebody else? <laughs> I, I, I you think... fucked Calvin Klein, didn't you? <laughs> you fucked Calvin Klein. I think I think he was so oblivious to everything going. Because look at look at how fucking uh, Biff treats him. Look at how <laughs> Biff treats him. He's supposed to be an intelligent man. Was he? Yes. That's why he was picked on. He was no, a nerd. No, he no. was he was a pushover. I, I like to think. Well, I, I, look, look, they didn't really paint him out to be super if, if, intelligent. Yeah, but, Hold the, on. but what happens in Back to the Future creates that alternate timeline where Biff's not the bully. Right. That's exactly. And you're right. telling me in that alternate timeline, he then saw his son Marty and didn't put two and two no, together. No, here's, here's why. Here's why. It's There's a, a pothole, like. Jason. There's a show you love, Rick and Morty. Sure. George McFly is just Jerry. Jerry would not put that two and two together. George McFly is not as dumb as Jerry. Who isn't he, though? No, he's not he's as dumb. He's pretty bad. Jerry. You don't want to know how dumb he is? Uh, the guy that hooked him up with his wife is his son, and he can't put two and two together. He's pretty dumb. <laughs> he's not the brightest cookie in and the that, shed. And that's your statement. No, but I think uh, they I think they intentionally probably sat on the set and went, wait a minute, guys, how are we going to justify this? And they probably said, we'll just ignore it. I don't, like, think, they, like he I don't does. think they sat on the set and did that. I think they got on set and they were like, Yay, let's make a movie. We got look, we got eight hours before Michael J's gotta go back to do family ties. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all right. Uh last thing we're gonna talk about today is fan rage and Jason is actually in the minority on this one. 
while oh, I'm very much in the minority. Yes, which is odd because normally I'm the one that that, that hates stupid things. While I'm not a big fan of this, I I will watch this. I'm kind I don't of think excited. It's a stupid thing. I think it sets a bad precedent. What we were talking Go about is Go ahead. the fact that HBO and Time Warner and AT and T, whatever the one you call them, I mean they're all part of the same company now are going to release the Snyder Cut of Justice League Yay! on HBO Max next year. You had a dick in each hand there. Yay! <laughs> now, bad movie again. Well, yeah, that's right. going to be the greatest thing, is if it's a terrible movie. It's still it going to be a bad. fucking terrible movie. We don't know it's a terrible movie. We haven't seen it. We've got a pretty good idea. It's supposed to have Dark Side. It's supposed to have Green Lantern. I mean, like, those Whoa. things sound cool to me. Fuck that movie. It's going to be bad. It's but gonna, continue. Sure. Continue. In any case, regardless of whether it's bad, I think it's funny if it would be bad. Um, the shock would be if it's great. But no, uh, the problem is... <laughs> it's so weird seeing me on the other side. The problem is this sets a very bad precedent in the nerd world. When a multi-billion dollar corporation starts letting its fans dictate to them how they spend their multi-billions of dollars, mm -hmm. we have now opened the door for every fan with a loud enough voice on the internet to demand things that the studio has to bow to. Um, okay, first of all, we should have been demanding better fucking movies after Batman right. v Superman. But um, do you see but do you that. see how they've already you know started what I talking mean, about David Ayer's original vision for Suicide Squad? I wish that, I wish we would have got it. Suicide Squad was a bad movie regardless. It, David Ayer's original vi version should have been a better movie. Like David Ayer's original version, the only difference they, you is it has more Joker. You And uh, who liked Jared Leto as the Joker? Show hands. I did. You're a terrible person. <laughs> yes. Okay, hold on. Time out. Jason, I want time you on every so, week. So I want to I want to bring you back to a scene in that movie then, because it was one of the most Joker scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And guess what? Jay Leto did it. Please. So, he's basically interrogating a man. What looked to be a kitchen? Was it a kitchen? And he's sitting there talking to the guy. This guy's maybe gonna die, and he he goes, "Kiss maybe my ring. Die. Kiss my ring." And the guy kisses his ring, and he spins the guy's chair around, sits in his lap. Puts his hands like this and he goes, I can tell you meant it. That was fucking awesome. That was so fucking Joker. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but everything else is not. Okay. First of all, Did he choose the shitty Joker makeup? is not a gangster. No. In that, any capacity. That was their shitty that right? was their shitty writing. Uh, look, shitty writing. Look, Go my on. Name's Paul is between y'all. I'm just here for the, the ride. The Joker is not a gangster. Agreed. Okay, so if you make him a gangster, you're already starting off in the wrong place. Absolutely. Second of all, the Joker does not love and or care about Harley, Harley Quinn. No, not at all. In She's the movie property. Implies he does. She's property. No, that's not what the movie implies. I know. I the know. The movie implies that they are in love. I am simply speaking Harley to the loves character. Joker. Harley loves Joker. Joker doesn't love Harley. Right. That's yeah, what I'm, but, That's the but, point I'm making. But do you, do you, do you think Joker. he went after her in that movie because he was like, "Up, oh, I gotta go get that." Yes, because not the, so and, much. And, and, not no, no, so no. much. I love her. No, no. I've got to go pick that up. No, no, no. It's I love her because the very first thing he does when he breaks her out is embrace her and kiss her deeply. Yeah, that was so stupid. Okay, so that's love. I'm sorry. You have implied to me that this man loves this girl, and yeah. while I don't disagree that the relationship that Harley Quinn and Joker have in the comic books is terrible, it doesn't change the fact that if you change something that drastic, that's not the Joker anymore. That's sure. not Harley Quinn anymore. You've changed fundamentally what makes them who they are as characters. So basically what Jason is saying is fuck Jared Leto. Fuck Jared Leto. Jared Leto didn't do it. Jared Leto did You don't say that about him? Look, Ever. just because he's, he gets your dick all wet doesn't mean I don't, I don't have the right to say he's terrible. 
He's not the one that fucking wrote the movie. He went You're and right. Prep. He's not the one that wrote the movie. He's the one that sent weird random items to every co-star. Because he's a badass. No, because he's a weirdo. That's exactly right. You know who else is a weirdo? The Joker. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Joker's but, not a weirdo. The Joker is a sociopath. Like I that, that's two. I have, I have two. And a chaos theorist. I have two, chaos two, two fold response to your your statement. One, director's cuts have been a thing for a very long time. Studios. That's have, not what this is. Though. Right. No. But it, it's one of the things. Studios. The movie was finished, released yeah. under a different director, mm-hmm. yeah. and Warner Brothers at the time made it very clear, we are mm-hmm. not releasing the Snyder cut. Now, this is Justice League. If you don't like it, sorry. Now, I will say this, though. There is a comic book movie that came out way back in the day where this has already happened. Superman 2. Superman 2. The Donner Cut was not better. Uh, did I say it was better? It was, it was worse. But it's <laughs> like this has already happened. We've already had two versions of the film. I understand, but that was also the time we didn't have the internet, so that had nothing to do with fan outrage. That had to do with Richard Donner getting shafted, and they go, Warner Brothers going, "Hey, we're sorry. You want to come back and finish your movie?" But the Richard Donner cut happened and came out in two thousands because everyone did want to see the Richard Donner cut because there was there, there was internet rumors. There was like this cut is so much better, and they released it as a it special wasn't. edition DVD. I'm not saying it was. It did I? Did I? First off, Superman two was a bad movie. Yeah, all around. All around Just is a bad see, movie. Bad movie all around. Like Superman Very much One. So. Yeah. Superman One is good on the sense of it did some things that we never it's good in the sense of, hey, look what they can do. Not good in the sense of storytelling. Do you remember how they promoted Superman? No, I wasn't alive when Superman came out in theaters. I mean, neither but, were you. But you've seen posters. Yeah. Him I mean, flying. I mean, Woo. No, the, 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 the You'll believe a man can you'll fly. You'll believe a man can fly. Yeah. Because they were doing things with special effects that, that had really had just never been done before. And it was awesome. Ooh, it was a bad movie. Like Superman's not a good movie. No, it's really not. It's not. No. First off, Superman's not a good character, but that's a debate for another day. Um, <laughs> he's a boring character for sure. He is boring. Uh, but I don't think that's a debate. I think we all just agreed he's boring. So we well, can just I table think, that. Well, I think universally everybody has decided Superman's a boring character. That's why Batman's the cash cow. Well, you got Batman's kind of been the cash cow since the 80s, though. Yeah. Thank because, you, Michael Keaton. Because. <laughs> thank you, Michael Keaton. <laughs> because it's a more interesting character. He doesn't have every single superpower in the world at his disposal. Well, You're right. He does, however, have every gadget in the world at his disposal yeah, for that's... every situation, even if he's getting bit by a shark. Boy, he does. Shark, shark repellent, repellent in the helicopter. A... Fair point. Shark repellent's real. I'm just saying. <laughs> so you want to tell me Superman's boring because he's got all the powers. Yeah. Batman's boring because he's got all the gadgets. Okay, so what you're saying then is that I'm going to make a new DC char- character. I'm going to name him Jesus Christ. And he just <laughs> he just wins because he wins. I'm like, no, he's the son of God. And that's it? Yeah. Most boring comic ever. Uh, well, I mean. It's, I'm not saying it's not boring. I'm just saying if your argument for why it's boring is that he has all the powers, well, that applies to Batman Well, you know what? Batman I didn't well. think it all the way through, you prick. <laughs> just Thanks take the word powers out and replace it with gadgets. I like it when, when, when Jason's in these moods. It's great. Because <laughs> I don't have to be... Hey, let me ask you a question. Yes. Settlers. What's it called? Settlers of Catan. Oh, it's just Catan. Go fuck yourself, you ignorant fucking settlers. Uh, you didn't ask me what I thought it was called. You oh. asked me what it's called. Well, They've renamed it Catan. Your, your answer should be... Settlers. So okay, I the the right way to phrase this. That's not what you asked. I know, I know. So asked, I, what's it called? I, will, I was hoping your nerve would shine through. I will Jason. rephrase I don't like this. Of Catan. Well, we can have that. Yeah, if people later. are like, hey, we're gonna get it's together and play Settlers of Catan, I'll say the full name. Okay. Sure. What What do you normally call it at that point? I mean, I would say Settlers of Catan. 
Okay. Because that's what it's acceptable. Did. It's uh, acceptable. But the reality is, like I said, it's a boring game. I don't like resource management games. They're boring. Sure. <laughs> Nobody asked if, if you love yeah, it. Yeah, first off, you're wrong, but that's okay. You okay. can be wrong. Settlers is a I'm not fun saying, game. I'm not saying that certain resource <laughs> management games are fun. I liked Lords of Waterdeep. I thought that was a really fun game. And it was a resource management game. But Settlers just, it, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe it's because the the things that I'm managing are like sheep and hay and wood. Sheep and, yeah, are delicious. Food. But it's just boring. Food, it's just, it's just boring. Shelter. It's, shelter. You're managing Sure. It's just you're boring. making sure you're. you're sub- Jason's like, I don't want to manage people. It's just boring. I want to manage loot. Yeah. Right. So you're okay, you're against fan you're against you're, you're at the at the end of the day you're against fan outrage. I'm not I'm not against fan outrage. It's fine to be outraged if you're a nerd because there's a lot to be outraged about when it comes to the nerd he community. Doesn't want to talk to you. Um, but the very real reality <laughs> is when we start letting the fans dictate what we do as a business, we have we have walked down a path that I don't know if we can walk back from. Except, okay, so on the flip side, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, because one, I don't really care about Justice League. I <laughs> I don't. Uh, but I will say this. I'm a company. All right? I release a product. I make money off that product. You tell me, hey, I want a chocolate-covered version of that product. I invest the money in making the chocolate-covered version of the product. The product you've already spent money on once, twice, maybe three times, like you in an in-game. I release this product after spending the money on it, and you consume it again. No, that's they're going to sell a lot of HBO Max subscriptions because of this. Yes, they're, that I mean that that was released. The Snyder Cut group became very large before it ended. Very large. That they it were did. so large that they had pooled their money to hire a private plane to fly a release the Snyder Cut banner over San Diego Comic Con last year. That's how big that group got. So I'm not denying... They're going to make money off this. I'm not denying that they're going to make profit. The problem is you cannot let fans dictate to you how you run your business. That's that's the bad precedent. Whatever the product is, it doesn't matter. You can't let fans dictate you how you run your business. But but you can. And that's well, how, they are. That, that's how capitalism works. The consumers want something, I'm going to give it to them. Right, but if that's they, what if, that's, but if they get that thing and then they say, you know what, I think I'd prefer that thing this way, you're just gonna go ahead and do that. Am I gonna get a return on my investment? Maybe. There you go. I mean, HBO Max subscriptions is a big return. Are people gonna keep their HBO Max? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I've already made my money. Are you gonna get the influx? Are you gonna continue making money from those people, so, or are they gonna buy it for a month, watch the Snyder Cut, and then drop it? So you know what most people are gonna do: buy it and forget about it. Yeah. yeah, like, like you CBS do with all... every single fucking subscription. Yeah. See, I like my CBS I all guess access maybe account. I'm weird, right? Yes. Because because I use my HBO account. I use your CBS account. You can't right now. <laughs> you can't right now. Well, I, got, I haven't I, used it. I, in I gotta, a gotta while. switch that credit card information over. I, I used use it a your when CBS. I had it after Picard, I started watching Twilight Zone, the new Twilight Zone. It's good. It's very cool. Yeah, I have CBS All Access for Star Trek, and when Star Trek's not on, I'm like, ah. The sad part is, did you like old Twilight Zone? Yeah, you should watch old <clears throat> Twilight Zone. Yeah, I'm not gonna. It's really good. I have so much limited time in my in, in my daily life to watch shows. Missing out. I'm not saying I'm not, and maybe one day in the future I will sit down and watch the new Twilight. But I've got well, other I, things I have to watch it's first. Very, it's a it's it's, I'm it's getting a different ready. show, right? I'm getting say, ready. I would say watch the first episode. If you don't like it, you're probably not gonna like any of it. I'm getting ready to Fair embark enough. on a 50 year journey of a TV show. I ain't got time for Twilight Zone right First now. First of all, you're not embarking on all 50 years of the show. Oh, well, if I'm starting, I'm watching it all. You can't watch it all. Why? Because the BBC studio where a lot of those prints were stored burned down. Well, I'll watch all that's available Right, to I was going to say, you can't watch it all, so you might as well just start where it actually was good. <laughs> Look, I love old Doctor Who, but it's not good. New Doctor Who was actually good. 
Oh, I was going to make another writing. argument altogether. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to start my Doctor Who journey here, oh. in, here in the next week or so. So sorry. Look, I, like I said, I'm not saying old Doctor Who is is not worth watching. But it's I just will watch. Not very good. I will watch old Doctor because Who because back right. back in the day, what it was pegged as it was an educational show. Yeah, what it was pegged I'm as is that. educational entertainment. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It taught you about history through yeah. time travel. You know what? That's cool. No, that is cool. That's like Arthur. And, I and, learned. And Ghost, remember Ghost Rider on PBS? Oh, Ghost yeah. Rider was the yeah. shit. I, I'm fine with Rainbow and, and let me. Oh, that's another thing. Infotainment. Hold on. I'm in. Time out. You, you hit another button on my reading Rainbow. Uh, remember, I told you Jurassic Park. There's a, there's a caveat to that rule as well. If you were born before Jurassic Park, and I say ever to you, take a look. It's in a book, and you don't answer with reading Rainbow. We're done. We are done. Okay, maybe they just think you're being condescending. Yeah, maybe maybe they think you're no, being condescending. No, that's the song. Take a look. It's in a book. It's reading Rainbow. Yeah. Okay. Time out. If we're having a conversation, are you singing it like? Are you, yes. Are you saying it, it, take a look yes. in the book? Are you saying take a look in a book? No. Yeah. Because no. at that point, I'm like, uh, fuck you. Right. No. No. Fuck that. Your Unless you sing the song, Rainbow. I don't you know why you're it. telling me exactly. To take a look in why a book. wouldn't you sing the song, Jason? Why you didn't why do that? Yeah, when you, you said it the first why time. You the just first time you said it, you were like, take a look. It's in a book. It's reading Rainbow. And I was like, man, fuck you, first of all. First off, you love Jared Leto. So you don't so tell, so you don't tell me to there. read ever. I got someone else over here think, who doesn't like Jared loves, Leto. I think he loves Jared Leto because they have the same style. We do. <laughs> you also have the same bone structure as Jared We don't. Leto. That guy's got far superior bone structure. No, no, but no. That's no. Okay. The high cheekbones? I see that's it. Just, that's see just it? being Norwegian, man. Do you see the triangle? It looks like Jared Leto's mm. triangle. Mm. You're, you're, you, like, the brow line and everything. Uh, Chris might divorce Tara and marry you right now is, is, what, is what's going on here. If you're going to be Am I getting his dick wet? Am yeah, I telling yeah, him he looks it, like it, Jared Leto? Yes. I'm, I'm all moist right now. Yes. You know how the table leaned up just a little bit. Oh, man. Uh, we gotta go. Yeah. Um, go to entertainthegeeky.com. It's there. You can follow all of our social media. You can read some of the sweet articles that have gone up. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Uh, also, uh, the Sony PlayStation announcement was today, and I have a lot of work to do tonight, so keep an eye out for that. Yep. Yeah, that was a, that was a PS5. PS5. Yeah, crazy. Um, you can also listen to all of our podcasts. You can listen to Jason's show, Nerd News. We got a review of the Final Fantasy VII remake going up that I did with Capilano. Nice. I'm, I'm actually, well, I, I talked about this on my show. I'm actually kind of tired of doing my show alone, but I haven't been able to get anybody to come over because everybody's all scared of COVID. I know, it's fucked up. Isn't I'm it? not scared. But I finally got Capilano to come over, uh, and we did the Final Fantasy VII remake review. Nice. Beautiful game. Nice. First week in July at the table with Raj and Rev. Yep. Which is going to be interesting because he refused to call me Roger. Yeah, that's, uh, tell, him, to, tell yeah, him to yeah. fuck off. Yeah. I mean, I don't call you Roger. No. When I say your name, it's Roger Wayne. That's true. Because that's your name. That's Roger name. Wayne's acceptable. Roger Wayne is his name. I know, but for the past four years, look. There's, his name's not Roger. There's a global <laughs> There's a global audience that's come to know him as simply Roger. That's true. Yeah, but adding the Wayne doesn't take away from that. No, I didn't say that it did. I, <laughs> which is still Roger. Which is, add the Wayne. Which is why name. I said that was acceptable. Boss the third. Well, you, start, sure. you start doing that shit, and no. That's I not even a real person. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's when, that's when I'm a serial killer. It, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, listen to Jason's show, Nerd News. You can also listen to our buddies, Matt and Jeff, Board Game Bros. Uh, just so you guys know, Merle's Truck Stop in Maine, $1 role-playing game, Worth up for that. your consumption right now. It is no longer free. You know what? As promised. You know what? Merle's Truck Stop in Maine, if you want to get get your head in the right mind frame to play that game, go ahead and watch Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god, you're right. I've watched Big Trouble in Little China in years. That movie's so I do. I've got a copy. I'll send you home with if you want. I have it. I own it. I I have it on three different formats. Um, So, yeah, do all that good stuff. And then, uh, do you guys have any closing things that you need to say? Is there Um, anything that I forgot? I'm going to shout it out because I've been shouting it out. Uh, uh, Check out goinfo.org because our friend Brodeur, who is on your other podcast, uh, is doing some. Great stuff. He's got a, an actual play, um, role-playing game that's going to be going up soon. He's he's done lots of interviews. He's wrote some articles. Uh, if you know Broder, you know why you should listen to him. If you don't, you should be listening to him. Absolutely. He's been on Entertain the Geeky, and him and Roger were borderline going to adopt I a child together. I, I, the most, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I the, most, the most uh, I was drunk, and I would have taken him home that night. The most censorship I would have ever had to do on my show was because of the episode that Mike was on. Uh, and to be fair, it was because he was in a, an altered state of consciousness. But the reality is, when I when I am doing my show, I keep track of the timestamp when someone curses so that I can censor it. I like to keep my show clean. Uh, I'm not knocking that you guys don't, but I do. He is. Um, Jason judges us on on his moral high ground. No, have you heard me restrict myself tonight? No, I haven't. Because you came down to play in the muck with us. <laughs> he's, he, he's like you. You look for but, ways to say fuck. But I will tell you, I gave <laughs> up on trying to keep track of how many curse words were in the episode I did with Mike after the first ten. Yeah, because he's impressive. And then I just, I just, it was the first episode I ever put up that I had to put an explicit warning on. Sometimes listening to Mike talk is like that scene in Boondock Saints. How the fuck with the fuck you fuck your fuck, 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 fuck. See, he's very passionate. I I disagree a little bit just because he has such such an extensive profanity vocabulary. But, But Mike can turn one word and use it for a multitude of reasons. Like, it's true. All of the bad words. Mm-hmm. All of them. Hey, so impressive. I have an idea. Yep. Roll some dice. Roll some dice. Shuffle some cards. Do it. Dust off the games. Mm. It's time to be nerds. I'm in. Yeah. As always, stay geeky. <laughs>